Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150 for episode number 299. You know what that means, Eric. Episode 300 is coming up, yes. (laughs) We've been talking about this for several weeks now and uh, very excited to celebrate the 300th episode next week. And... um, yeah, it's just it's kind of hitting me a little bit. It's been, I mean, that's a that's it a, is a it's fair a milestone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like wow, it's been almost six years. It's kind of hitting me a little bit in a really really wonderful way. So well, we've covered a lot of great stuff on yeah. the show in those last two hundred ninety nine episodes. <laughs> yes, today being no exception. Uh, so I'll be talking with Brandy Algren, the editor of City Dog Magazine. She's back on the show today to talk about some fun holiday events that are coming up and their holiday gift guide. And we're just going to check in with her and see what's going on in her world. And then I've got uh, just a, <clears throat> actually a bunch of kind of random things to talk about. Like, you know, the expression, shake it off. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. Right. It's, well, everybody's hearing that expression all the time now, thanks to Taylor Swift thanks and her to Taylor Swift. big hit song. That's right. Shake it off. Yeah. So. Shake it off. Shake it off. I know that she's something <laughs> else. Well, what she's talking about is, you know, like shake it off. If somebody, you know, something upsets you, or somebody says something about you, or whatever, but shake, shake it off. This being the dog show, this could be all about dogs hopping out of pools. Well, you're talking about shaking it off. That's what people. That's what they do. They do, but they also shake off in other times. So I'm going to talk about that. That right. that do not involve being covered in water. Okay. So, going to talk about it's that dirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, that doesn't require getting anything off of them other than physically. Physically, I get you. Yes. I'm going to talk about this really cool story through our Facebook page that just happened yesterday uh, regarding my interview last week with Dr. Donna Kelleher. I'm going to talk about a couple things that have come up during some of my private training clients in this past week. As many of you probably know, and maybe if you're new to the show, you don't know that I'm an expert in dog training and behavior, and I do private lessons with people and their dogs uh, in mostly in Seattle or around Seattle and um, working with everything from new puppies where they want to get off in the right direction to um, dogs that have uh, some challenging behavioral issues like, you know, aggressive behavior, anxiety, stuff like that. So all types of dogs, all types of behaviors. And so a lot of stuff comes up and You know, over the years, I've been doing that for 12 years, and over those last 12 years, I've worked with thousands of dog-human combinations, and they teach, they have taught me a lot. So I'll be sharing a little bit of that as well. Eric, uh, you look older to me this week. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You had a birthday, and I wish that I, I didn't know about it, otherwise I would have wished you a happy birthday last week. So now it's a happy belated birthday. All right. Well, thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, I had a birthday last Thursday. So, yeah. And I'm still kicking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just as uh, ornery as ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, So... First, you know, I wanted to, in honor of us almost hitting 300th episodes, I just wanted to take a second or several 
and give a shout out to our partners because, I mean, you hear them during our um, commercial breaks and um, they're wonderful hand-picked companies and um, just wanted to give them a special shout out today because the, the show really, you know, I wouldn't be able to do the show without their support and their partnership. Um, so the Natural Pet Pantry, hi, Randy. Now, Randy usually listens to the show, so special shout out to Randy right now. Big um, supporters from the beginning from of the, the beginning. show. So, yeah. yeah, we love them. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, and we're talking 299 episodes, so that's a long time. That's right. a long-term relationship, and it's a good one. Uh, Natural Pet Pantry, they have two locations now, two physical locations as far as storefronts go. They've had their store in Burien for a long time since I've known them, and um more recently uh, in the past year have opened up a new store in Kirkland, which is a beautiful location and it's in the same shopping center as PCC in Kirkland. And those are the two natural pet pantry stores where you can go and buy their products directly from them. Of course, you can always find um, their foods at independent pet stores around the greater Seattle area, really around Western Washington um, stores that sell, you know, more natural, higher quality foods. And you'll find the natural pet pantry in the freezer section because they are frozen foods and they have both a raw food line for dogs and cats. And they also have a cooked stew, um, where the meat and veggies are cooked as opposed to raw and ground. And then they're frozen and it's really the best thing that you can feed, um, you know, I'm constantly telling people and, and educating people either through the show or in my one-on-one sessions to get their dogs and cats, if they have them, off of processed food. Because, you know, when you look at the most common form of pet food, it's in these brown pellets. And that's just not, I mean, imagine the difference. If you imagine like a piece of of turkey meat, like a turkey, like, well, Thanksgiving's coming up. A lot of people have turkey. Imagine what that looks like, what that meat looks like. And then of the other things you might eat, green beans, imagine what those look like, squash, imagine what that looks like. And then you imagine kibble, and it's in these brown, hard pellets. And in the what it takes to turn food into that form is a tremendous amount of processing And it really, really compromises the nutrition. And it's really hard on the digestive tract of the animal to break all that down. It throws off the balance of bacteria and the digestive tract, and it causes all sorts of problems. There's also toxins that are created in the processing itself. So the fresher and the less processing, the better for your pet, just like people. So Natural Pet Pantry is definitely some awesome food. They're a local company. Uh, They also do home delivery, so you can do that as well. There's lots of different ways that you can get their food. The website is naturalpetpantry.com. And hello again to Randy. And speaking of PCC, because Natural Pet Pantry's Kirkland store is in the same shopping center as PCC, that brings up our one of our other partners, which is Pure Air. Pure Air, air spelled... A-Y-R-E is an odor eliminator, and this stuff is amazing. Actually, we have it in our house, and it's and one of the things that Darcy, my wife, brought up is that um, 
based off of the name of it, she thinks people probably think that it's only used for like spraying in the air, pure air. So it's like an air freshener kind of thing. But it's it is that. But it's really also for surfaces and really anything that you can put water on clothing. I mean, I put it in the laundry with my workout clothes and it does an amazing job. I don't have to use bleach um, for like odor stuff. I mean, it's great. Dog beds, anything odor related. It's amazing. It has so many applications. Pure air. And you can, um, why I mentioned PCC is because it's now being carried in PCC natural markets around Western Washington, as well as other retail locations like the Natural Pet Pantry stores, um, Mud Bay, QFC, McClendon's Hardware. Um, I know Health Mutt on 65th carries it. And if your favorite pet store doesn't carry it, then ask for it and let them know. It's way better than all those other brands, and I've tried them. Trust me. Pure Air is great. Pureair.com. You can find them online. And then, of course, Jet City Animal Clinic um, in Seattle, a great regular vet because we talk about both regular vets and holistic vets like Dr. Donna Kelleher. Both have their place, and Dr. Anderson is wonderful at JetCityAnimalClinic.com. So we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with Brandy Algren, who's the editor of City Dog Magazine, and we'll be talking about some fun events coming up, including a holiday cruise you can take on Lake Union with your dogs. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, jetcityanimalclinic.com. Hey, dog show fans, does something stink in your home or car? Pure Air is a powerful odor eliminator that is the only natural food-grade product in its category. It works on bedding, kennels, litter boxes, urine, vomit, poop, even skunk spray. You know, all the fun smells our pets bring into our home. It's so non-toxic that you can literally eat it, a requirement for our home and our dogs. Spray pure air on anything you can put water on and let your nose watch the odor disappear. Ask for pure air in stores that specialize in natural, non-toxic products for home. Or visit dogradioshow.com for a link to their website. 
I'm Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on this 299th episode. So excited to hit 300 next week. And back with us is someone we've had on several times over the years, Brandy Algren, who's the editor of City Dog Magazine. Brandy, welcome back to The Dog Show. Thank you for having me. So you have some, I think I got an email from your, uh, like your um, newsletter or your announcements or something, and you have this really fun event coming up where people can take their dogs on a boat and do like a holiday cruise and is that on uh, was it on Elliott Bay or Lake Union or this is on Lake Washington so what this is is we're joining in on Argosy Cruises holiday tradition that they've been doing since 1949 with the um, Christmas ship Hmm, so we're going to have our own dog dedicated boats that will follow behind the Christmas ship as the carolers sing and we check out all of the um, Christmas lights along the lake and we'll have a champagne cruise. We'll have Santa Paws on board so we can take some photos. And yeah, it's just a um, fun cruise to hang out and enjoy the festivities with our with our dogs. Fun. Now I've always sort of thought when I when I see promotions for like get your dog's photo with Santa. I'm always, of course, sensitive to the dogs that are a little reactive to, to novelty. And as I'm, I'm like, I would not want to be a dog like a Santa where the dogs, you know, because the dog, some dogs are probably like, uh, what's going on here? You know, you got yeah. this big red suit and this big potentially fake, well, anyway, I don't want to give anything away. But uh, um. So I always just kind of chuckle to myself about that because. Well, I think it's also pretty similar to kids that uh, you know you have to have yeah. the right Santa and the right yeah. dogs, of course, and uh, knows their behavior. And then, of course, you know it's uh, we we usually and then um, most situations, you know, the the owners who participate in these things know their dogs and know yeah. them well and know mm-hmm. what they're comfortable with, and yep. you know, like this is. You know, we're going to have about two hours that we're on the boat cruising the lake. And, um, you know, we've, we've done this cruise now um, from Seattle to Blake Island in the summer mm-hmm. uh, for four years now. And the dogs just love it and they do really well. And um, sometimes I think that they're sort of like, wow, I'm not quite in my element, so I better be on my best behavior yeah. and have a great time. Yep. Yeah. Just keep keep to myself and just go with the flow. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I know you've been doing those... Um, the one that you mentioned to Blake Island, that sounds so fun because the dogs get to like run around on the island, right? When you get there? They do, yes. And then um, both on the Christmas cruise that we have on December 7th and then on the cruise that we do to Blake Island in the summer, um, we have Dorothy Moore from the Dining Dog Cafe. I'm not sure if you've had her as a guest, but she puts together these awesome orders specific for the dogs, mm-hmm. like little hot dogs with cheese and, and cupcakes and all sorts of little goodies that we'll have on board on this cruise, as well as the one that we've always done in the summer. Cool. Little uh, hors d'oeuvres for the dogs. Um, now, how do people sign up for this if they want to do it? 
Again, it's uh, December 7th, which is a Sunday, and it's from 5 to 7 p.m. round trip out of Leshai Marina, and they can just go to citydogmagazine.com, okay. look for the Argosy boat in the um, main slider on the homepage, click on that, and they can purchase tickets there. Okay. And then as far as other events going on, you said that there's some adoption events happening? Yeah, there's a, a couple of adoption events coming up. The first one is through the Seattle Humane Society starting um, on Friday, December 5th through that weekend. And it's called Home for the Holidays. And with that, they're waiving the adoption fee for cats one year and older. And kittens are um, $50, so they're adoptable fee. Uh-huh. And um, they're also that weekend hosting photos, speaking of photos with Santa, they're also <laughs> for um, $20. You can get your uh, pet photo taken with Santa. And then, of course, that all goes to the Seattle Humane Society. Cool. And then a uh, huge adoption event through Positive Alliance, which is a great organization. Mm-hmm. They'll have about 150 dogs and puppies available for adoption at their canine Christmas extravaganza. That's on Saturday, December 13th at Possibilities Total Dog Center in Fife, mm-hmm. starting at noon. And what's really cool about that particular event is they will have trainers on site to match the dog's um, personality, breed, size um, with your family and your lifestyle. Yeah. So they do a temperament test, which I think is really important. So, you, you know, you find the right dog that fits with your lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. That's an important part for long-term success. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's such a great, I mean, there's just so many stories around the general uh, topic of dogs in need of homes. I mean, there was that, I just did a couple weeks ago story on the Blue Moon puppy mill bust with the cattle dogs. I don't know if you saw stuff about that, but it was just Mm -hmm. like, you know, horrid conditions and the stuff is just going on all the time. And one of the things that, Linda Watkins said, who's the president of uh, Australian Cattle Dog Rescue, Inc., who's the organization that's handling this case, is that, you know, people if people are like, well, what can I do to help and what can I do to help? And she's like, you know, supporting specific organizations is always, you know, a wonderful thing to do. But she said what you can do is you can go to your local rescue, like rather than you know, fostering one of our dogs. And I think they were good on foster homes. You know, go to your shelter and adopt a dog as, you know, a way like if you are, you know, in a place where you can open your home, like that's one really powerful way to help is to just open your home to a a dog, whether it be from a shelter or a rescue organization or an old dog or whatever. Right. And with the holidays coming, you know, uh, people are looking for gifts for, um, you know, a family and adding a four-legged member. And, um, you know, that, that's kind of the, the season of that. And hopefully instead of purchasing, people, yeah. you know, will go to, um, you know, one of these adoption events that I mentioned or, of course, you know, our local shelters. Yep. Um, well, that's wonderful. And then you guys have your holiday um, your holiday issue just hit, hit the printer, didn't it? Right. We just wrapped it up yesterday. So it's uh, packed full of things to do this winter. And um, one of them, you know, we're talking, you know, about local is, um, you know, we've got Black Friday, but then um, there's been a real movement about uh, for shopping local. We've got Small Business Saturday, which is November 30th. Okay. And in this issue, we are featuring a list of all of the local independently owned 
really cool. And, and those dollars that are spent at locally independent stores go a lot further than mm-hmm. your dollars that are spent at, you know, big box stores or um, you're really supporting your local proprietors and also the, the companies that are made locally that they carry. Mm-hmm. And so related to, uh, you know, gifts for pets, because I know we certainly are no exception that our dogs get full on, you know, gifts under the tree and everything. So um, go to your local, whatever your local neighborhood pet store is or your, you know, your favorite pet supply store and buy locally from them. And the the uh, issue is really fun to look through because it gives great gift ideas. And then I always like to say a subscription to City Dog Magazine also makes a great gift in and of itself as a kind of a, a really fun, creative gift for dog lovers. So there's that too, citydogmagazine.com. Right, which lasts all year long. Yes, it does. <laughs> and so the subscription, just to give people a little more information about that, is a five issues, right? Four issues for 18 a year or eight issues for two years, and that's $30. Okay. So it's a basically quarterly issues. And um, in your gift guide, you have, um, is this the one where all of the entries from the cover dog model search will be in all their photos? Right. So as you know, as a judge at one of our cover dog model searches this summer, we, um, over the course of the summer and fall, we had about 200 dogs total entered into the the model search. And all of those dogs' pictures will be featured in this issue as well. Cool. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a fun event. And you guys are doing that again at this year's Seattle Pet Expo, which is in April. Yes, we are. Cool. Um, Awesome. All right. So what else is going on with you? Anything? Well, yeah, we've got the, um, the also in this issue uh, is our Best of the West, which mm-hmm. we do every year. And we highlight things over the, uh, over the previous year that you know, really stood out, what we really like. And, um, you know, a couple of examples are, you know, our best place to sleep in a yurt, <laughs> which is, you know, KV, and we've covered them in the past. With your dog. With your dog, of course, right. yes. Uh, best beach to run free, you know, down at Long Beach, Washington. Um, we've got our favorite place for winter storm watching down on the Oregon coast. So, yeah, we just kind of looked at over the years, over this last year of sort of our favorite places and things to do with your dog and we highlight those in this issue. Nice. Yeah, you've talked about that um Cave B um place I think we talked about on the air when we were doing like a tra- I don't know, a travel segment or something, but how amazing it is. And that's something that you guys feature regularly in the magazine are uh destinations to go with your dog, travel with your dog. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. KB. I think when we um, when I last talked about them, they didn't have the yurts yet, and mm-hmm. so this year we went back out to visit them again because it is really cool place to visit, and mm-hmm. it's really dog friendly. And um, in the last year, they've added twenty four yurts, and all of them are dog friendly, and they also have um, wine tasting on site. Wonderful restaurant. It sits you know right there on the cliff overlooking the Columbia River Gorge. Place. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and we're going into next year with our 10th anniversary, and it's been amazing over the years of how many places are dog friendly, you know, from, you know, no more is it the roadside, 
you know, Motel 6. It's these high-end places and properties that you can go and experience with your dog, and it's seemingly endless. Yeah, definitely growing, um, growing, and that there's a difference, and so many people say this who have traveled with their dogs before, is that there's a difference between a place that accepts dogs or, like, tolerates dogs and a place that's, like, really truly dog-friendly, and that's why it's so nice to hear about these places through, you know, publications like yours, because then, you know, it's not just, you know, you're featuring these places because it's like really an exceptional experience. So, right. And, you know, a lot of these um, places, you know, like Willow's Lodge up in Woodenville, mm-hmm. AB that I mentioned, um, Surf Sand Resort down on the Oregon coast, you know, when you check in, you you have your own personal amenities that are provided in the room, but more importantly, your pet has its own amenities, whether it's a pet bed that they provide, treats that are locally made, um, information about area parks and uh, places to go to with your dog. So, yeah, just going beyond accepting dogs, they really take it to the next level and put together a full package that, you know, includes your your dog, which is pretty cool. Yeah, feeling welcome. Well, very good. So, again, the um, cruise that you're doing, the the sort of um, dog-friendly cruise that's going to be following along the Christmas ships on Lake Washington this year, which sounds like such a blast. Give us the details on that again and how people can sign up. That is on Sunday, December 7th. People can purchase tickets at citydogmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. And it's round trip out of Leshy. And yeah, we'll just, um, it'll be a blast. All right, cool. Well, I look forward to seeing the new issue of City Dog Magazine. And thanks for your time and checking in with us. And uh, it's always nice to have you on the show. Happy holidays. Thank you. Same to you. And we will have the digital version of the current issue available online on Friday if people want to check it out at citydogmagazine.com. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Brandy. Okay, thank you, Julie. All right, talk to you soon. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with more dog information. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Pure Air's powerful formula lets you eliminate pet odors safely. It's strong enough to effectively get rid of smells like urine, plus stronger odors like those that can be caused by illness. Pure Air is safe enough to spray directly onto people, animals, or use in the bath or laundry. Pure Air is perfect for dealing with dire situations, refreshing your dog between baths, or just before company comes. Pure Air is the most effective product you can buy to remove stinky pet odors safely. Find it at stores like Mud Bay, McClendon's, and Natural Pet Pantry, or visit their website, pureair.com. That's pure, A-Y-R-E, dot com. I'm Julie Forbes, host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. 
This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Burlingame Veterinary Consulting, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 23rd, it's an encore Sunday of Animal World. We'll replay one of our favorite shows of the year. My cousins, John and Marcy Edwards, join me in the studio and share all the details of their trip to Baja. They get really, really up close and personal with the gray whales and their babies. Enjoy the stories again or be delighted if you've listened for the first time. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, AML. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Open your ears. Open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. That's right, Taylor Swift, you just shake it off. Haters are going to hate, 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 hate. Shake it off. And that comes from that dogs actually do shake it off. And it's not just like you were saying, Eric, earlier, like water or Once they get out of the bathtub, they shake it off. They do. (laughs) They do shake it off. But they also shake it off energetically. Mm. And it's like you're just sort of like, okay, like that doesn't, uh, it's like a release. So it's one of the things that I'll... Um, oftentimes call like when I'm in a lesson if I'm if you like challenge a dog to like like figure something out or have to think about something or do something different or whatever a lot of times after you do that at some point they will shake it off and Mm -hmm. that is a sign that they've sort of released that tension and are have have to some degree anyway reset. You'll also see it with dogs, um, like if two dogs are meeting each other for the first time, um, and it's sort of a little bit tense, and they're doing that. You know, one dog is sniffing the other's butt, and the other one, you know, and they're kind of holding still, and a, you you know, you're kind of holding your breath, and it's like, oh, everybody's a little stiff. <laughs> and then one or both dogs sort of breaks off and then shakes off. It lets you know, like, okay, it's kind of like, whew, okay, we got through that first. Um, Nobody's going to be mauled in this scenario now. <laughs> not <laughs> not likely. At least right. it's a good sign. Yes. And it's interesting because um, uh, for how common that expression is, oh, shake it off, mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't know that dogs actually do that. Hmm. You know, literally shake it off. Right. But, like energetically. So that's kind of cool. And, the, you know, that kind of brings up like a, a really great point 
about listening to your dog and reading your dog, because if we talk about listening to your dog, of course, we're not talking about your dog talking because dogs are not verbal. I say this all the time. One of my most important things. They are vocal. They are vocal. Difference. Yes. Between vocal and verbal. Um, And they also can learn hundreds of words on average. So it's Mm -hmm. not to say that they can't learn words and what words mean, but that's not their language. So it's just important. The most effective way to communicate to, to an animal is to speak their language, the, the language that they are fluent in. So, if Eric, if I was going to ask you, hey, can you explain to me how to do this or how to put this together or can you give me directions to your house? Mm-hmm. Would you tell me in English or would you tell me in German? I don't speak German. <laughs> I'd tell you in English. Thank you. Wouldn't go very well in German. Probably some pictures involved as well. Might be a little frustrating or stressful (laughs) for me if I had pressure put on me to figure something out and I was given instruction in another language. So that's kind of what happens to dogs when we get super uh, like hyper-focused on the words and we forget about all the other stuff. So they give us cues and signs um, to let us know sort of that what their experience is and how they feel and all that stuff, which is really important in the context of training and otherwise, so that we can understand what their experience is and then we can adjust what we do to accommodate them in order for them to be successful. So Taylor Swift, you know, she brought it up in her in her new hit song, Shake It Off, because she's shaking off what everybody's saying about her and uh, yeah. Dogs are actually doing that as well, Taylor. So you're not alone. Uh, You know, I have, uh, you know, I've had every week I have, um, you know, three days usually full of clients with my private training. My website is sensitivedog.com. And I meet with all different types of dogs and people. I mean, you name it pretty much. And I've probably met with them. uh, Not as individuals, but as far as like, you know, different behaviors and stuff. So one of the things that I've been seeing over the last few years, and especially over the last year, I've really like, wait a minute, what is going on here is, um, you know, dog after dog after dog after dog. We, you know, somebody calls me because their dog is, uh, you know, starting to act like aggressive on leash and, didn't really before or just all of a sudden started to get really more aggressive on leash where it used to be just a little bit, a little amped up maybe when they saw another dog or something like that. And now the dog's just like, wow, like, or the dog is like starting to show anxious behavior kind of out of nowhere, uh, phobias, stuff like that. And, you know, part of evaluating and trying, you know, working with behavior is really understanding the root of it first and what what's causing it. And so many times now, it's it, there's a correlation between chemical flea medication and the onset of these sort of agitated states. And I did a ton of research. I don't even know. It was within the past several months. And um, actually pulled out one of the ingredients of, uh, I, I picked Frontline, but that's one of many um, chemical flea medications, and it's not the only one that I've seen uh, 
reactions to. One of the big nasty ones that I've seen reactions to in my clients is trifexis. Another one is revolution. That was the one yesterday. Frontline, you know, advantage, all those guys. And um, I was like, what is going on? Because, of you know, I already don't buy that they are just safe. It's like, well, don't touch it. There's all these warnings for people not to touch it. And, you know, some of them say, like, well, if you're pregnant, it might cause a miscarriage if you come in contact with the chemical. But, oh, yeah, it's fine for your dog. Uh, well, that doesn't really make sense. And then sometimes oh, I've heard years ago when I was a vet tech, which was before I moved out here uh, for a summer, uh, we used to, we were told to say, oh, yeah, it travels through the oils of the skin. Um, but it kind of stays there. And, you know, now I'm like, well, since when is the skin disconnected from the rest of the body? Anyway, I'm just seeing, like, I just met with a dog yesterday and, you know, she's like, I don't know, like two weeks ago, like he's kind of, you know, we already had some challenges, but like, every, like the past couple weeks, I just, it's like, I don't even recognize him. It's like, I don't even know him. And sure enough, that was when he started, uh, uh, it was a comb- combination like heartworm and flea and tick and everything else they can probably possibly fit in there. And what was interesting about this dog is that he, you know, not all dogs are going to have these reactions, but we just have to be careful and don't just put them on your dog every month just because. Um, you know, I would only ever recommend using something like that if if it was like, you know, you had tried everything else for a while because it does take with natural treatments, like with flea busters, who I love, where they treat your house. It works really, really well, and it's non-toxic, but it does take like five or six weeks to work because it interrupts the, the life cycle of the flea. And so you have to work that out. I mean, you have to like just wait that out. But I mean, you know, I think it's the Dr. Michael Fox, who I've had on the show before, who's one of my favorite guests of all time. He's um, one of many, but uh, I just adore him. And, and you know, he made, made a good point that they really are the bread and butter of, of veterinary practices, along with vaccinations and stuff like that. So it's just really bums me out. I'm constantly talking to my clients. Are you using chemical flea medication? And a lot of times, yes. Okay, when did that start? Oh, wow. It started, that started the same time as this behavior shift. So I just want to let people know Now, this individual, I started to say this dog, um, and this isn't always the case necessarily, but he also has a history of really bad reactions to vaccinations so that we know and also super sensitive digestive tract. So we know that he has a particularly sensitive system already, which just made even more sense that he would have a really strong negative reaction to this, uh, you know, chemical flea medication, too. So. Uh, I just want to, like, give you guys a heads up about that and don't do it if, you know, just don't do it at all unless it's, like, a really, really, really bad infestation or the dog has, like, such horrible uh, allergy to fleas that one flea bite will cause half their body to go into a hot spot. I mean, those might be a situation, you know, those might be situations where I'll say, okay, you know, give them a dose just to help get it under control. And then once it's under control, stop it. Um, but it's just amazing the the chemicals that we're pumping into our animals on a regular basis is scary. And it's, you know, no wonder why we're, you know, I was talking with Dr. Kelleher last week, 
Dr. Donna Kelleher, who's a, a brilliant holistic veterinarian locally about, you know, the story that, you know, I met these um, women with three dogs on the street like six months ago or so and um, noticed one of the dogs was obviously sick and started talking to them because it's just what I do. And and then found out they were like, oh, yeah, she's really sick. And I was like, please get in touch with me so that I can give you Dr. Kelleher's contact info. And they did. And now the dog is almost fully recovered. And she had been um, given a terminal diagnosis uh, by a a neurologist because she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. But it's like, no wonder why we're having all these autoimmune diseases and all this kind of stuff with all the chemicals we're putting on the dogs with flea and tick medication and the chemicals that are in the food and all that kind of stuff. Just like really try to keep it clean. Um, So I wanted to just kind of bring voice to that and let people know like, hey, think about these things. And um, my client with this dog yesterday was actually a nurse. And she was like, oh, I wouldn't, I didn't even think about that. She's like, we're always talking to doctors about, you know, that this kind of thing, but in like the human realm. So anyway, so I was talking about, um, I mentioned my show last week about the story, really, really cool story. And I posted a link to the episode directly to our Facebook page. So that's Yet another way that you can listen to all of our shows archived. Um, I post them to SoundCloud, and then that enables me to just um, post the um, archived podcast as a post on Facebook. So you can literally just click on the post, and it'll start to play from your computer. Super easy. You can also always go to our website, dogradioshow.com. That just got a makeover. And um, iTunes, of course, as a free audio podcast as well. Um, So if you missed last week's show, I definitely recommend you check it out. Really, really cool story. Talking with Dr. Donna Kelleher, who's a holistic vet, and then um, this woman, Kara, who's one of the women who owns this um, little Shih Tzu, who was diagnosed with something called GME. And I'm not even going to try to granulo something. I don't even remember what it was. (laughs) I said it last week. Um, Autoimmune. And um, so I posted the file to the the audio file to our Facebook page, and then I got a comment on it. And you can see this if you go to our Facebook page. You can see, you know, this for yourself that I got this comment um, from somebody who was thanking me for. She was like, "I'm so so." I met her at uh, an event at Jet City Animal Clinic. I think it was a fundraiser for Old Dog Haven. And uh, Julie Austin Photography was there. And so this woman was there. And I think I even posted a picture of her and her dog next to their photo that was on display. So I posted incredible story from last week's show, this little Shih Tzu I met on the street, been given a terminal diagnosis, begged them to see Dr. Kelleher. She's almost fully recovered. One example of the power of holistic medicine. Here's the interview. Click play. So then I get this comment. I'm so glad we met at Jet City Animal Clinic and you invited me to like your page, Facebook page. The whole reason I had Julie Austin take Tanner's pictures was because this summer he was diagnosed with GME, the same thing that this little Shih Tzu is diagnosed with. I've been feeling pretty helpless for a while now, and this gives me so much hope that I can keep my sweet boy for many more years. I've just reached out to Dr. Kelleher. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. How cool is that? 
So, um, you know, just the whole point of the show and, you know, like I was talking about, this is episode number 299. I mean, that if that's just like so fulfilling for me to see that sharing these stories is making an impact for people and their dogs. And, you know, GME, they tell you that your dog has about two years to live from the onset of the illness. And it's hard to know when it actually started um, because a lot of times like it it may have been, you know, a few to several months before someone actually like puts puts the pieces together and gets the dog into the vet. Um, so that was just like so awesome to see that. So check out our Facebook page. Um, there's a lot of really interesting information that I post, resources, links to articles, uh, you know, personal comments on things. Of course, I love a good dog video, so I share a lot of those, too, and occasionally a good cat one. Um, But check that out, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Facebook. And you can be a part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday at 2. So um, now I was talking with Randy of the Natural Pet Pantry, and I'm going to have to look into this. Uh, a little bit and find this story, but she said that there is a story that she saw on NBC, I think it was NBC, about dog flipping. Have you heard of this, Eric? Dog flipping? Like doing mm, backflips and not stuff? Cow, not like cow tipping. Like the, the, nope. the dog shakes it off and then you toss him a stick and he flips, does a backflip. I, I think no. I've seen this. Uh, I wish that's what it was. With the circuit tricks. It's more like car flipping. So where people steal dogs oh, and, and then, then resell and them. Sell. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awful. I know. Don't do that, people. No, I know. <laughs> well, they, they're going to anyway, unfortunately. Um, Not that any of our listeners would do that, of course. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm just saying to the general now, world Now, don't out do there, that. Don't do that. Yeah. That's awful. I do not recommend it. Um, this is why I, you know, I get nervous when I see people tying their dogs out in front of stores and stuff because mm-hmm. someone can just take them. And it happens. I mean, NBC does, did a, a national story on it. And um, so I, I need to research this more. But uh, Randy was sharing me sharing with me that, um, you know, there's like a list of top 10 breeds of dogs that are like especially sort of popular um, for this. And probably it's because they're popular breeds and they're easier to resell or something like that. Um. I think Doodles, which is no surprise, Labrador Retrievers. I bet Bulldogs are on there as well. English Bulldogs and Frenchies, I bet, are on there too. Um, and we actually did, like, a, I think it was a couple years ago now, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, I did a story on, um, what was that dog's name? Buddha, I think, the bulldog who was missing. And I had his family on the air because they it he had been gone for like 18 days or something like that and they were like still looking for him and you know trying to trying to get you know not giving up not giving up and I've done a few shows over the years on you know what do you do if if you lose your dog and or you know your dog gets spooked by something and runs away or gets away from you or whatever. And in this case, you know, the um, the guy just like turned his back for a second and this Buddha is a English bulldog. And I think he was young. He was like eight months old or 10 months old or something like that. And he just like must have caught the scent of something and just just disappeared. And he, he like turned around, was had his back to him for a second, turned around, gone, couldn't find him. And the way we're like trying to find him, trying to find him, I 
you know, referred them to Missing Pet Partnership, which is a local organization that um, helps people be reunited with their lost pets. And they have a lot of really great information on their website as far as how to effectively market to get your pet back and how to effectively make signs and all that kind of stuff. Missingpetpartnership.org is their website. And I think that they had been working with um, James Branson, who I think I had on the show, and he does um, actually scent detection. He has scent detection dogs to find lost pets, which is really cool. Um, but anyway, they got Buddha back because the family bought him from somebody off the side of the road. So somebody found him, either found, well, they said that they found him. Maybe they took him. I don't know. Um and then just resold them, like, on the side of the street. And so, you know, just about this whole thing with dog flipping, it's really scary. And you just, I don't know, I'm really, really kind of, I think, appropriately uptight about those kinds of things. Like, I just wouldn't uh, wouldn't tie my dogs out in front of a store for that reason. I mean, for other reasons as well. And I think other things to consider are just, like, if your dog, like, you don't know what somebody's going to do, some... Maybe you have a shy dog and some somebody comes over and tries to like hug your dog and then they bite them or something like that. So it's also like ways to other ways, other reasons that it's protective of your dog to just be really careful about that kind of stuff. But man, this dog flipping thing is just really freaky. That would just be a nightmare. I just cannot imagine having that happen. So there's that. And then sticking with um, another sort of point that I wanted to share from a um, client visit that I had this week is we I met with this woman and she had done a, a ton of training already and she was very aware, self-aware and had done a ton of work with her dog and but she like had this block and wanted my angle on things. And so we were like, really into it. It was a really great session talking a lot about like the sort of philosophy and and style and all this kind of stuff because she was really just beyond the basics at that point. And she figured out through our conversation that she was not praising her dog really for the dog doing like when the dog does the work and it brings up this, you know, the, the dog training industry is not regulated at all. Um, anybody could just be like, I'm going to be a dog trainer and then make cards and be like, I'm a dog trainer and then just like wing it, make it up. You're not going to go to jail. You can't do that if you want to be a doctor or therapist or a lawyer or an accountant, um, teacher. You know, you have to go through these certain process. Well, that's not the case with dog training. There's certification programs, and there are um, organizations that are trying to regulate the industry, but it's really not anything like any of these other professions. So there's lots of different philosophies, and some people say, you know, never tell your dog no, and that's not me. Um, And then there's some people who are like overly, you know, do it because I said so, and like use force and stuff like that, and that's not me either. Um, It brings up this really great conversation about motivation, which I've talked about before on the show, but... Like, I I do my best work when I'm having fun, and I will also do my best work if I were working for somebody. 
if I liked them. Or at least felt like they respected me and I respected them. Maybe we're not going to be best friends and hang out socially, but I feel like there's like a mutual respect. Or like if Eric was like, hey, uh, I need I need help moving. Um, you know, who would you ask? Strangers on the street or would you ask like your closest friends and family? Well, if they were a moving company, the strangers on the street, maybe, but let's assuming <laughs> assuming that if that was just not random an option. people, then uh, yeah, no. of course I would ask that my friends right. and family that I trust. Nobody enjoys helping someone move. Are you offering, Julie? Because no. uh, oh, okay. Well, listen, Eric. If you need me for anything, I've got your back. But Thank my you. point is, uh, you know, because I'm house hunting. And, uh, <laughs> this may come up sooner than later. That's Wonderful. All. So glad I brought it up. <laughs> um, no, but like, so nobody likes to like, yay, I love helping people move, you know. Right. I've never heard anyone say that. But you're my friend. Yes, I will support you. You need you need help. I'll do it. You know, buy some pizza and show your gratitude. And, you know, we'll be there because of the relationship mm-hmm. that's there. Well, And sometimes, like in this case, the dog is uncomfortable of strangers and, you know, anywhere, um, having unmanageable behaviors in the house. And this woman is trying to use training to get, you know, to manage the dog and to help the dog feel more comfortable. So to not only manage the dog and keep her, you know, give her distance from people who are coming in, but also to let the dog know that it's not her job to deal with whoever's coming through the door when she's given another direction. So it's really not the dog's first choice. It's sort of like asking the dog to help you move. It's kind of like, mm, not really my first choice, not my preference, but okay, I'll do it because, well, why? So because what we is, have a relationship. What is that because, yeah. right? So we have a working relationship established. You trust me. And showing gratitude for when the dog does the work. Yes, you can establish, listen, when I ask you to do something, I need you to do it, and I need you to do it after I ask you once. And you can do that effectively and have a strong presence and establish that authority without being a jerk and without using force. And that doesn't also mean that you can't let your dog know, oh, you, that's such a good job. Thank you. Oh, you're so amazing. I mean, gosh, do not leave that out. Do not underestimate the power of praise. And one of the other points that this client came up with was that she was like, I just don't like the word praise because I feel it's so inauthentic and surfacey. Like, oh, you look so good today when they really don't mean it. And it's like, no, you want your praise to be genuine. You want to let your dog know like, oh, that good down. What? Thank you. Good down. You know, let them feel that you really appreciate the work that they're doing and do not underestimate the power of praise. So it's really important to balance those two things. So my clients give me lots of opportunity to share different uh, tidbits of information, and um, I really love doing my one-on-one training as well as this show. Which brings us to the end of episode number 299, which means next week it'll be number 300. So exciting. Can't wait. Um, See you next week, Eric. And, of course, you can find us on iTunes and archived at dogradioshow.com. And do you want to plug the party one more time? Um, well, it's actually uh, it's a private party with a guest list. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So um, just get in touch to be put on the guest list if you're going to attend the celebration. Excellent. Thank you, Eric. See you next week.